Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. and welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm really excited today to bring on our special guest, Catherine Anthony, who is a fellow coach here at the Millennial Nutritionist. I personally know Catherine, or Kat as I call her. I don't quite know if she has coaches call her that. Um, I mean, other clients call her that. But um, Kat and I go way back. She was one of the first coaches I brought on when I just really needed some help when we got on a wait list and thought everybody deserved to have some affordable nutrition care. And Kat and Lacey and I actually all went to undergrad together. Kat graduated a year after us. Um, But we all took a a lot of our undergrad classes together. And then we all actually worked at the same hospital. It's kind of a right of way when you um, are trying to become a dietitian to work in, um, you know, to get like field experience. And one of the ways you can do that is working at a cafeteria at a hospital. And there was one hospital in our area that was really great and would hire um, students on so they can kind of learn and work in the cafeteria and see how feeding patients went. And so Catherine and Lacey and I actually all worked together at the same time. So I grew even closer to Catherine in that way, like working on weekends and talking about classes and our motivations and stuff like that. But Catherine's really awesome because she works also full-time in another weight loss clinic. And the reason that Catherine got really into nutrition in the first place is because she found a love for food and nutrition after having a problem with her digestive system for a while from taking so many antibiotics when she was a um, child. She had a lot of chronic sinus infections and she would take have to take a lot of antibiotics. And what we know now as more research about the microbiome has come about is that that can sometimes totally wipe out a lot of the good bacteria and can cause you to have a lot of digestive issues, can cause you to have overall poor health. So now they do a lot better job of recommending, you know, you to eat yogurt or to also give you a probiotic pill uh, if you're taking a lot of antibiotics. But Catherine had to really work on a long time and really figuring out like what was going on with her GI system and eventually figuring out it was the microbiome. And so working through a lot of these food sensitivities that she had when she was younger helped her to just understand a lot about how important nutrition is to the body since you eat, you know, like three times or more per day. It's a thing you constantly think about. So when she went on to think about what she wanted to do for her job, she was interested in the medical field, but thinking about um, something that she was actually, you know, passionate about working in, it really came back to understanding food and nutrition, how that process were, was for her and how she just wanted to do that for other people as well and figure out how they can also use food to really fuel them and learning more about nutrition in that way. So let's get into the episode with Catherine. So were you able to kind of solve that through nutrition or did that like cause you to just like understand like how the body responded to nutrition and became interested in that way? Honestly, it was both. That's how I got interested. And then also um, through the, this 
different food elimination and then reintroduction and lots of probiotics. That's how I was able to then restart eating all those foods. Oh, okay. I always ask too, like, um, like I, I know that it like plays a different, uh, a like difference in people's diet and like digestion and all that stuff. Like with the microbiome, which I don't feel like really came about until like we got older, but I do ask clients in the beginning, I'm always like, you know, what's your history with antibiotics. I think a lot of it's coming out now where like, yeah, we're kids who had like a lot of antibiotics when they were younger. And if it was never like fully recovered, Mm -hmm. like when your microbiome is changing at that time, it can like have a lot of effects with food. So that's really interesting. I had no idea. Do you feel like you still like have a long-standing effects from that now or not really like you feel like it's totally resolved I think it's pretty I mean I'm still sensitive to certain foods um <laughs> like depending on like I don't go overboard with certain foods I just monitor it but overall yeah I can eat everything which is great Awesome. Awesome. Um, so then what, like, was your education like, like, did it change how you think about nutrition at all? Or like, kind of like, where did you go from there? I feel like one, I was not expecting that nutrition was going to be so hard. Um, I just expected it was going to be so much about food. Uh, but there's so much science that you have to learn. I mean, you're basically like in a pre-med major. So I feel like I learned so much on in such a broad way, which was really, really helpful. Um, just learning like all of the science of how our body digests every single thing we put in our mouth was just so fascinating. Um, so when I was studying, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, so it was really helpful to sort of gain that experience. And then through the internship, really see lots of different fields of nutrition. And there's just such a wide range of what you can do. And that helped me sort of focus in on what I eventually end up doing now, um, with the millennial nutritionist and with my full-time job of doing weight management. So that is definitely what I'm super passionate about and love so much. I know. I was always like wondering, like when we were in school, like, it's like, do we really have to take like all these classes? Cause I feel like I talk about all the time. It's like, you take so many science classes, psychology classes, math classes, like, like chemistry classes, like all this stuff. It is like super, super hard. And in nutrition doesn't have, I don't feel like it seems like that difficult, but it does. I mean, cause what you eat affects like every single part of your being and your body. And that's what keeps you yeah. alive. Um, so I totally get you there. And I think we were in like micro together and that, that feel like that class, like, or at least the lab, I think we're in the same lab together or something. The class I remember was really, really hard, but interesting. Um, so yeah. So what made you, cause you, you realize you like doing weight loss, like before I even did really what, um, made you like go kind of down that path or what did you initially like about it? It wasn't what I was originally in my first job out of college. Um, and then I got into weight management actually I work with kids. And so I feel like that's when I really became super passionate about it. I think there's been lots of trends in nutrition as far as like really extreme one end crazy dieting. People are selling all these products and then another extreme end that's like anti-diet intuitive eating only. And I feel like when we were coming out of school, that side was really in and really hot at the time. There's obviously tons of really incredible things that come from that. But I think until I started working with kids and really seeing how sick they were because of their overweight and obesity, um, that I didn't really grasp like how important it is to help educate people and how weight loss, obviously for adults can be really helpful and really empowering and really make a huge impact on their health. And so I think that was when I really got into it. And obviously it looks way different for kids than it does for adults. But I think just knowing, again, food goes, this is something as decisions you're making three times a day at minimum, right? And then snacks and drinks and everything. And so 
I think that we could have such an impact empowering people is what really drew me to that. And seeing our clients, you know, who make these changes and are so empowered, right? They end the program like, gosh, I never thought I could feel like this. I never thought I could enter in a holiday or go out to eat and feel confident. And that is what is so empowering and why I love working with um, clients to help them lose weight. Yeah, I know. I was like the same way. And I guess like, it is crazy to think there's like micro, like kind of really not even micro, I guess like just changes for nutrition, um, like for the field as a whole. And I like, as a dietitian, there are like trends that kind of go along with it too. And I totally agree that um, like in the beginning, I was like kind of anti helping people with weight loss, but I think I've seen a lot of my, a lot of my personal friends had really bad eating disorders. And I just thought that kind of all of it stemmed from them trying to lose weight. But I think like the same with you is my first job was in like in a hospital in clinical, which that's what you said your first job was too, or was it more outpatient clinical? Uh, it was inpatient, like rehab and long-term care. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I feel like you just like see a little bit more, I mean, you probably did too, like how people's like decisions early in life, just like end up later in life. And I feel like I kept seeing that over and over again in the hospital and it's like, okay, like, it's great that, um, I mean, I'm glad this like other approach is coming out, but there's still definitely a need to like improve like health and maybe some weight loss before. So I don't see everybody that like all these patients that I see in the hospital with like coronary heart disease and like all these other crazy things that kind of, um, can be neglected if we're not looking out for our weight and like just learning healthy habits overall. So I totally get that. Um, Maybe like digging in a little bit more into your like first job or like the job you worked at, like still now, like your full-time job working with the kids. Do you feel like this has changed at all? Like how you think about nutrition or even like weight management, or do you feel like you've already like mostly touched on that? Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely, it wasn't until I got into this job that I kind of had that shift. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like working before I was working in geriatrics. So obviously I'm seeing people who are much older or even end of life um, and seeing the impact that food plays at that time of life is so different. And then versus seeing exactly like you were saying, all of these diseases that are associated with overweight and obesity, um, then working on the complete opposite end with kids Mm -hmm. and seeing, you know, the, I'm working with kids who have prediabetes or insulin resistance or high blood pressure or high triglycerides already at this very, very young age, um, which is a comorbidity with their overweight or obesity. And so um, I think that just really kind of shifted my perspective and realized, like you said, of course, all of those tools that have come out um, on that other end, those are so helpful, right? For different people. And just because weight loss is helpful for some people doesn't mean it's for everyone. And just because intuitive eating is helpful for some people doesn't mean it's helpful for everyone. Um, and so I think that sort of more holistic view of like, really what's most important is working with someone individually and figuring out what's going to work for them, right? There's no one size fits all for nutrition. I always tell my patients at work that if this was easy, what we were talking about, I wouldn't have a job. And so you know, this is hard. This is really hard. And nutrition and food and behavior is tied into so many different things. And I think the more patients and families that I work with or clients that I work with, the more I just see that um, and helps me, you know, learn more strategies to help overcome barriers with different families or different uh, clients. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, um, I think, yeah, that there are different approaches for different people, but there, I mean, I think, especially with nutrition, there's not one size fits all, like even within weight loss, there's not all one size fits all. So there can be like, yeah, definitely what healthy means to different people. And I tell this a lot to my clients, like what, what healthy is, is like, just really it's the word objective or yes, subjective, whichever one you get to pick the definition you. And so when you kind of define that, what that is, then we can kind of make a plan backwards from there. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's kind of what you're saying too. 
Do you love our realistic approach on nutrition but want to dive a little bit deeper? Let me tell you about the Millennial Living Membership Program. This was designed to help you stay motivated and inspired no matter what health journey you're on. We develop monthly nutrition and fitness challenges with prizes you can win if you stick with it to help motivate you through every month. To inspire you, we upload weekly recipes with downloadable food lists, monthly food demos, and we can even have a registered dietitian answer your questions on nutrition and weight loss. Our members form a community with other like-minded people to help support each other on their health journey. If you are seeking a way to stay motivated throughout your health journey with our method in mind, try signing up for the Millennial Living Membership Program for the first two weeks free by signing up on our website at themillennialnutritionist.com. Well, cool. So how do you feel like these experiences help you, um, to like, um, be a better coach or a really great weight loss coach for people in our program, the millennial nutritionist, like even like using your experience that you do so much in your full-time job to like help older millennials or like older population. When I'm working with these kids, I'm also working with their parents or guardians. And so I kind of get the best of both worlds of working with adults and working with kids, which is fun and challenging in its own way. So I feel like so many of those things are super applicable to being able to help millennials with a uh, weight loss program with millennial nutritionists, because really, I mean, like every bit, I feel like I've seen almost every barrier, right. Or every issue and, um, work towards helping families work through those. And a lot of those are the same with the clients that we work with. Uh, and so that's given me so many different tools in my tool belt. Um, if you say it like that, as far as like, how can we overcome these things? And obviously this is really difficult, right? Weight loss is not easy. Making sustainable lifestyle changes is not easy at all. And so, I feel like my like sciencey nutrition background has helped me know in all the research and um, what is actually happening when people are eating these foods that coupled with all of the counseling, nutrition counseling that I've done, that combination has been, I think, really helpful. Um, and I've helped so many clients see lots of success, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you've had like such a great foundation that really makes you unique as a coach too, like with your full-time job, being able to work with kids, just like you said. And that's kind of what I tell people on a discovery call too, is like, um, you know, that you have a really great, um, sense of what it looks like when, uh, parents are healthy and kind of like what that trickles down to for kids and like how it just makes the whole family probably be a little bit healthier. So I think you bring a really, really great approach, um, from that way digging into a little bit more about you personally. So I, it's kind of fun. Cause I feel like all of us are kind of like our ideal clients kind of maybe like in a, <laughs> we didn't become dietitians because when I think about like who we kind of try to work with or like what we're suited to work with, um, we don't have to just work with millennials, but what I think millennials have in common is like, we are super, super busy. We're at a time in our life. We're really trying to like figure things out. We are, um, going through a lot of different life changes and with each life mm-hmm. change comes a different set of barriers that you're having to figure out, like when you become married, like having to figure out that with a partner and like when you move, trying to figure out like, how are you going to go to the gym now or stuff like that? Um, and I feel like you are so busy and social, social, like every time I'm looking at your Instagram, like you're always do stuff. (laughs) How do you like maintain your health and everything? Like, despite being so busy, I mean, having a full-time job, having this, having like tons of friends, like I'm sure living in an area, right. Your family lives there. Like you keep that up. How do you manage all that stuff? 
That's a great question. Well, everyone is busy, right? That's like the answer everyone loves to give. How are you yeah. doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm so busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think life is full and super fun. And definitely this is a season of life where there's lots of things going on. Um, and so I feel like the biggest things when, when I was thinking about this question, as far as like what helps me stay on track, I think planning, I'm a creature of habit. I love routine. I thrive off routine. And so some people are like that and some people are not. But for those of you out there who are, planning helps me so much. So I plan out my meals every single week. I have staples for breakfast and lunch. And then every single dinner is planned. Uh, I go shopping in my fridge, freezer, and pantry first. Then I make my grocery list. And then I follow my grocery list. Um, but that is what is super helpful for me. I feel like if I don't have a plan for dinner, everything feels so, totally out of control. So that's like my biggest one as far as food-wise. And then uh, I know we're the same in this exercise is definitely my struggle. Uh, I can be very motivated to spend time cooking healthy things and preparing things, but exercise is definitely harder for me. So I schedule my exercise out. I go to a studio where you have to book your class and you get penalized 10 bucks if you don't show up. And so that is super helpful accountability for me. So um, I schedule that out the week ahead. And then I think just being conscious of different things, you know, going out to eat, drinks, snacking foods that you're having, helping set yourself up for success with what you have available at home. And then having things, you know, that like you enjoy, you have to have, everyone has their different version of self-care, right? So how do you relax? How do you unwind? Um, prioritizing sleep is definitely super important. And we know it plays a big role, obviously, in our hunger and how we function throughout the day. So yeah, I would say those are the things that I focus on. I like to read and journal. Um, I do that every morning and pray. And that's super helpful, a great way to start my day. So that kind of like gets me on track for the whole day. And yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's great advice for like, I mean, it sounds like a big thing for you. What you're saying is like, planning and like really keeping those basics that I think we preach and we preach in the program too. Like, are you taking care of yourself? Like, are you at least making sure to like um, sleep? So we're not triggering anything because everything really has to fall into place. At least I find for people with weight loss is like, we have to have all these basics really in place and they all kind of have a piece in this like cycle. Cause if something gets yeah. out of balance, it seems like then, yeah, you're more hungry then you're going to act on like eating higher calorie foods. It's going to make you feel worse and you're going to overeat later on. So I think mm -hmm. we're really talking about the same things that we preach um, to get really specific like when do you do your planning because I know when client when I work with clients like planning can seem kind of like a something that they don't know how to do so when do you like actually sit down and do it and what does it look like I guess yeah so as far as like meals and dinners and stuff yeah like do you do it on the weekend do you do it like mm -hmm. every morning what does that look like yeah so I do it over the weekend I typically do it on Sunday which is when I go grocery shopping so I look at my calendar and I see like what do I have like tonight for example I had a full day of work Mm -hmm. And then I had um, a, I was going to workout class after work. And then I had a visit with a client for an hour. And then I knew I had this. So like, obviously that's not a lot of time for dinner. So I made sure that I planned a super easy, quick meal. So tonight we had turkey burgers and broccoli, steamed broccoli. So like, so simple, right? Frozen turkey burgers, uh, whole wheat buns and steamed some broccoli. So I look at my week and see like, okay, when are crazy days? When am I going to have more time to cook? Like yesterday I had more time to cook. So I made fish tacos and a slaw. So like I had time, right. To spend 30 minutes cooking. Whereas like tonight I totally didn't. And so I look at my week, see what's going on. Um, see like, do we have plans one night? Then obviously I don't need to create a meal that night versus like, when are, when are we going to be cooking in? We always have a leftover night at least once a week. 
which is kind of a like clear out the fridge night. <laughs> um, and then I, I, again, like I said, I shop in my fridge, freezer and pantry first. So I'm always looking at what I already have, what I can already use and then planning my meals off of that. To be honest, like I do like trying new things. I'm terrible at following recipes. Uh, I like to look at them for inspiration. Then I just like kind of do my own thing with them. But really I would say I probably have like a rotation of like 20 meals Mm-hmm. I just keep working through. Um, and I think that's what's most helpful for long-term success is like figuring out those meals that are going to work for you, work for your schedule. Mm-hmm. They don't require 25 weird ingredients you have to go to Whole Foods for. Um, like they're just normal staples that you like that work for your family or for you if you uh, are just cooking for one, right? And I think that's the biggest thing that helps me be successful is then, and then I'm not like reading step-by-step scrolling on Pinterest, Pinterest, looking at all the steps for a recipe. Like mm-hmm. I know how to make these meals. I just make them over and over and there's enough variety that, uh, you know, I'm not repeating too frequently. Yeah. I think that's really valuable. And I never think about that. Um, I am the opposite. I'm like not creative. I have to like follow, uh, like I've, I have to follow a recipe and I always like look up to people who don't have to do that, but I do feel like it does take more time. And so I think that's a really good piece of advice. And I think I have heard that too with, um, like, I don't know where I heard it a long time ago, where like, if you can just like fall into a pattern of like kind of some similar things you can eat, it really relieves a lot of pressure and like knowing that they're like healthy, mm-hmm. well-rounded meals, it can really just help you to like, think about like one less thing throughout your day, as far as nutrition. Um, what about like another really specific question that I see with clients is like for somebody that's as busy as you are, um, I hear a lot that, um, like they say that their vegetables go bad or their fruit goes bad before they can eat it. Does that ever happen to you? Or like, what do you do? So that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I think like simple things like fruit, obviously like don't wash it until you're about to eat it. That's super helpful. Um, or else it's going to start going bad easier. And then veggies, like I always pick vegetables that I'm going to snack on that make stay a little longer, like a cucumber and I don't cut it up right away or else they do go bad quicker or carrots are easy to stock on or bell peppers. And those typically never go bad. Um, I know some like lettuces can go bad. I'll make sure to like, if I buy stuff that's like pre-washed, I'll throw a paper towel in there that can absorb some of that moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I only go grocery shopping once a week unless like something comes up and it normally doesn't go bad. So I think it's just how you prep it and store it is helpful. And then, you know, like I always have frozen veggies on hand, right? So like if I'm in a pinch, I can always use those. Uh, and that's helpful too. Good. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I hear you saying like, I feel like a lot of it seems like it comes back down to your planning too. Like if you make the list and you're going to eat what's on the list and like, it's just not going to go bad. And then just like being smart about maybe the things that could go bad and like taking care of them a little bit more. Is that like kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, obviously certain things can go bad quicker, right? Mm -hmm. Like if certain greens or certain veggies that like are more tend tend to have more moisture, obviously can get soggy or gross quicker, some herbs and stuff like that. So I'm not going to like buy that on Sunday and not cook it till the next Saturday or Sunday. Right. So those are going to be things that I'll think about. Like if you have something that's going bad all the time, like just bump that meal up to earlier in the week so that you can prevent that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I think those are some good tangible tips. And, um, last question for you, like what happens when life just like, it's too busy. Like, does that ever happen to you? Um, cause I feel like that's something people struggle with. Like they just like, yeah, like they plan, but then maybe like a last minute thing happens and then mm-hmm. they like really throws them off schedule. Or do you just like not let that happen to you? No, that happens to me. Of course happens to everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that totally happens. And honestly, every time it happens, I'm reminded like, gosh, this is why I got to practice what I preach because like this really does derail everything. Right. Like if I don't have stuff planned or we've had a crazy weekend, I've been traveling over the weekend and I haven't grocery shopped and I'm like, 
piecing together like random crackers and tuna and like <laughs> canned green beans. I'm like, okay, this is just not, this is not where it's at, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, that's great. You can piece things together, but um, it definitely helps me when I plan. So I think I usually try and always keep something easy, like in my freezer um, mm. or pantry. Like I always have frozen turkey burgers. I always have frozen veggies. I always have microwave brown rice. So that's my like absolute go-to if I need something um, or breakfast for dinner. Like I always have Kodiak cakes and eggs typically, and I can always make that with some fruit for a dinner. But I think the biggest thing is that, I mean, I, like a lot of our clients definitely went through a phase in college after I gained some weight of like this super all or nothing approach, right? Like, okay, I'm gonna, I really want to lose these five, 10 pounds, whatever. So I'm just going to eat super healthy and then not eat anything I enjoy. And then every time, of course, you go to a party or anything like that, a cookout, hanging out with friends, there's something that you really love. And then you end up overeating it because you're like, gosh, I don't know the next time I'm going to have this. So like, instead of having one brownie, I'm going to have like two or three, or maybe I'll take one home. Like, and that cycle is so toxic, as we know, and really hard to get out of. And so um, I think obviously change of plans or life getting crazy is easy to get people back in that cycle. They think, oh gosh, one meal, I went out to eat, well, just forget it for the whole week. I'll start next week. Or like a lot of my clients, you know, they even said over the holidays, they're like, gosh, if we weren't working together, I would have just said, forget it. I'll just start in January. Um, mm -hmm. But instead they were able to like, we can always get back on track. That's what I always say. I'm like, choo-choo all aboard. You can always jump back on the train, right? Like every meal, every day is a new opportunity, right? One thing is not ruining anything. One mm -hmm. meal, one food choice, even one day of eating, one weekend of eating, one week of eating is not making or breaking anything, right? It's like what we're doing over time. Um, and so I think just being mindful that like, even if you get off track, you can always get back on. Um, and like, if your track is way too restrictive, that's probably why you keep getting off track so much. And that's why working with our program is so helpful to find those like just realistic things that you can do. Um, and that, that those are going to be things that you can do forever, not just like for a few months and then go back to your old ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really in line with like kind of what we talk about or when I like talk about with clients and like, or I think people before they become clients, a lot of times they'll ask me on Instagram, like, okay, what do I do about cravings? And like, what do I do about hunger? And it's like, Okay. Well, first, are you eating enough? Cause like that might not even be an issue. If like, you're not yeah. being too restrictive, all these problems really wouldn't be there. And so I think, um, I think what you're saying is great as far as like, yeah, like just like being gentle with yourself, like knowing that, like, even if like all the plans do go to crap and maybe it does throw you off all week, like it's fine because you kind of have the rest of your life to like, just keep working on these things. So yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Um, what about, um, all of your life transitions? So, um, like you moved after school, like got married, like you've had job changes, like what has helped you to like, cause this is, I think a big thing about what millennials struggle with, or just like people in general, like every time there's this life transition, they struggle to kind of like get back on track. Have you like been thrown off track? I guess you like hinted a little bit, like after college and like, have you ever gotten off track with all these transitions you have, you've had and like, what's helped you to get back on track? Do you think? Yeah, definitely. So I think in college and a little bit after college, definitely went through that sort of like working through that all or nothing approach. I think in college, I tried lots of different like fad diets, mostly out of interest. Like, oh, this is what everyone's talking about. I want to try it. I want to see it. Whole 30 paleo, like all that stuff was really big when we were in college. Uh -huh. um, and so a lot of that was just to like learn about it. But at the same time, I think it was uh, taught me a lot of like, again, like not one thing is going to work or fix anything. Like it's really about 
creating a healthy relationship with food, creating healthy, sustainable practices um, that really helps break that cycle of that all or nothing approach. So I think with any transition, again, like it's coming back to the basics, right? Like there's nothing, there's not rocket science or anything uh, special or magic. Do these three steps and then you'll be good to go. Like it's really coming back to the basics. Are you sleeping? Are you drinking enough water? Are you finding a way to move your body that you enjoy? Are you eating your fruits and veggies? You know, are you finding those ways to help you de-stress? And so I think that's super important. Again, like it's nothing crazy. It's just coming back to those basics, but those are really what is going to make changes. And so uh, I think identifying like, obviously a transition, things change, it throws you off. Like I definitely get thrown off by those things. And so I think assessing what is the main area, like what is really hard after Mm -hmm. that transition, like what threw you off and seeing like, okay, like, Hey, maybe it was exercise. Like for me, like exercise has, uh, like we said, always been hard. And so like when I found it threw me off during COVID because I was going to this workout studio that I loved and doing all these great, like someone tells me what to do. I just have to show up. I can turn my brain off. It's great. Right. I love the way I move my body at these classes. And then all of a sudden COVID happens. I can't go. And then I'm like, Oh, okay, well I don't, I'll do some videos at home. Like everyone else did. Right. Um, but really I didn't like it. And so I think it was like, okay, well, what's something that I enjoy? Well, how do I like actually enjoy to move my body? So I started like doing different things, going on more walks or runs, obviously getting outside was great during that time. Um, so I think it, it was like, okay, I have to identify the problem. It's because I really enjoyed this and it was scheduled. And so then I would, I started like scheduling my exercise during my day, scheduling like, okay, I'm from this time to this time, even though I'm not showing up anywhere, even though I'm not being penalized $10 if I don't show up. Like I'm going to put this in my schedule so that I make it happen. Or if it's like dinner meals, dinner meals are always hard, right? And maybe you have a new job that you get home later from work than you did before. Then that can be something like, okay, well, I need to adjust. Maybe if I'm getting home later, maybe my work starts later in the day. I can prep some things in the morning, or maybe I'm going to start utilizing more crock pot meals, or maybe I'm going to, you know, prep things over the weekend when I'm not working so that I can have, I can set myself up for success. So I think it's really identifying like what kind of threw you off track and figuring out how you can address that, which again is a great reason why you work with a coach because we can help you identify that. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine's always referring to like, she and I go back and forth in like DMS about like how I'm always posting how I struggle with exercise and she does too. <laughs> um, and so the I struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling with it right now. Cause like moving here. So I moved to Texas, I moved to an apartment and like, I thought it'd be great. Cause like the gym is like in my house essentially, but like I, it's so bad. Like, it's just like a very different gym. It's really small. I can't do the same things I did. Like every time I pull up a workout plan, like can't do half the things on there. Cause I don't have a lot of machines, uh-huh. but I think like exactly, I would say the same thing that you're saying is like, identify what the problem is. It's like, okay. So if the problem is like, I'm maybe like having this exercise plan, that's not conducive for the new gym, like let's find a new exercise plan or, you know, something like that. And so I think that, Mm -hmm. yeah, is the same, like each time people go through one of these transitions. Cause I hear it time and time again of like, well, when I like started dating this guy, like then he like eats a lot. So then I eat a lot and then I just gain a lot Mm -hmm. of weight. So I think I um, totally agree with what you're saying and like uh, identifying that problem and then just like transitioning from there. Um, moving yeah. on to some of the specialties that you um, work on. So Catherine is super popular because she works with moms and kind of trying to translate some of her expertise of working with kids, but seeing like how it looks like for the um, mom and like transitioning down since you have that background. Um, 
you like tons of people love this area. And I think because our generation is getting older, either they're thinking about becoming moms or parents in general and, or our mm-hmm. parents. Um, I just wanted to dig into a little bit, like how you work with clients like this, or even if you can just like offer any tips, what, since you like work with a lot of our moms or people who want to become moms, like what is something that you see like commonly, like a problem that you might see with these clients? And like, do you have any solutions for it? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most common problems is just like lack of structure. Like there's no consistent structure to meal times, right? Like there's a lot of like, well, my kids ate this, but I was trying to feed them while still finishing cooking dinner and helping the other kid with their homework. And then I'm just like eating bits while I'm cooking because I'm starving because I missed lunch because I was doing carpool. Like there's just no structure, right? Because your lives are crazy as parents and you're juggling 9 million things. And so you eating is the last thing you're thinking about. Um, And so I think one of the biggest things that I work with with clients is how we can address it and how we can help that. Um, And getting a consistent meal plan is one of the most helpful things. So um, I had a client who was always skipping breakfast. She um, was mom and owned her own business. So she was super busy. And so she was on the go all the time, right? Um, And she always skipped breakfast and then always ended up overeating like as soon as she got done with her work, like around like two or three And then was also eating dinner, lots of going out to eat because she was super busy. And so one of the things we did was we really talked about like, how can we make breakfast happen? Um, How can we actually get that meal in? And when we did, it made such a difference for her whole day of eating. At the end, when we were finishing up working together, she always referred to her old self. She's like, when old me would do this and now new me knows this. Um, And so she knew like, okay, as soon as I get breakfast in, that's just setting up my whole day for success. And so that's typically where I start is I'm like, okay, are you eating structured meals or are you just piecing random things together? Um, And a lot of times those piecing things together are higher calorie foods that are not filling, right? They're snack foods, they're the goldfish, they're the pretzels, they're the fruit snacks, they're like the random things throughout the day that like, they just are not filling, right? They're missing protein, they're missing fiber. And so of course you're starving all day. So that's the biggest thing that I really focus on is how to get to that consistent meal plan where we're eating three meals a day. We're making sure we're getting in what our body needs. And, you know, maybe like for some moms that I work with, maybe that's like a protein shake that you drink on the way to carpool, right? It doesn't have to be gourmet. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Um, Maybe that's a frozen breakfast sandwich, like the Jimmy Dean delights. People love those, right? Like throw that in the microwave it doesn't have to be anything crazy or take a bunch of time, right? It's just figuring out what's going to work for you and your schedule. That's going to then set you up for success throughout the whole day. Yeah. So I feel like I hear you saying like, just don't give up, but like make it realistic and like working with a coach, Mm -hmm. I think can help. So they can like think outside of the box for you. But like, if anybody's listening and struggling, I feel like what I hear you like overall saying is, is just try to find like, don't, don't say just because you don't have time that it can't happen. Like, are there any super, super quick area things that just cover the bases for nutrition for breakfast or a meal or something that can just still like not totally derail your day um, by like having to make a whole meal, but can actually like power you through your day. Do you feel like that's kind of like what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. And something that I feel like I've been using more for myself and for everyone is looking at the screen time app on your phone. Okay. If you don't already get a report about it, I get my, my phone sends me like a weekly report of my average screen time. But if you want to be sad, just go look at how much time you waste on your phone. And I tell clients, I'm like, listen, 10 minutes less on Instagram or Facebook or other things where you're wasting time, right? Like that can be enough time to make breakfast. That can be Mm -hmm. enough time to plan your meals. And so I think it's, 
you know, obviously there's nothing wrong with those things, right? But it's just like helpful to get it in check as far as yeah. like, okay, we say we're so busy, we say we have no time, but like there's tons of time wasting activities that we do throughout the day. So like, if this is something you really want to work on and you truly feel like there's no time, looking at that can be something that's super helpful. Okay, okay, yeah. I never thought about that before. Um, but yeah, I get that report and I ignore it every week. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, at first I was like, oh, this is great. And then I'm like, this is really sad when I look at it. But yeah, I think that's so true. When I get clients sometimes, who tell me they're so busy, they can't work out. I say, okay, you really have not, you don't have like 10 minutes in your day, like just 10 minutes to start doing something. They're like, yeah, okay. I have like 10 minutes to do something. And so I think just thinking about it more realistically is what um, is going to be super helpful for people and what you're saying. The next, the last specialty I wanted to talk about was chronic dieters. So I feel like you kind of already touched on this. And I feel like honestly, all of our clients are chronic dieters, but like how, um, like, how do you see this playing out? Like, I don't know if there's like any, any other clients in particular, compared to like all the moms, unless all the moms are the same way. Like, how do you see the chronic dieting really playing out to like our age now for like any, for specific clients? And like, how do you help them maybe like get overcome this like diet trauma? Well, I would say every single client that I've worked with has had some history of dieting. And so I think it's just so pervasive, especially for millennials. I feel like those like formative teen years and into like high school, college were really the time when like there was just marketing galore about all of these diets and of course it's still now, right? Like I was checking out the grocery store this weekend and it was like lose 10 pounds in one week, right? Like it's still, it's everywhere. Diet culture is everywhere for sure. And so, um, I think with a lot of clients, I see just frustration when we start like, Hey, I've tried all these things. And like, I've tried all the things that they say will work and they like might work for a little bit and then they stop and, or it's so unrealistic. I just can't keep up with it. And they're just really frustrated. And so I'm sure for lots of people listening, that's probably how you're feeling too, right? Like just tired of doing this over and over again. And so I think what we really focus on is really like the mental portion of that, right? Like why, what was so hard about it? Figuring out like why they were tending to, to go towards these sort of like attracted towards these sort of things, right? And of course it's like, fast results with less work. Of course, that sounds more appealing, right? Um, and so it's really like shifting the conversation of not like, hey, I just want to get to this number, right? Because of course, all the clients who work with, they have this goal, I want to lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. But they also have a lot of goals, like I want to be more confident, I want to feel better in my clothes, I want to have more energy, I want to be able to like, have energy to run and play with my kids and, you know, they want to do all of these things. And so I think we focus on all of those equally. It's not just weight loss, but it's all these other benefits that we can have. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, yes, maybe we're seeing a pound a week and they're hoping for more, right? Because last time they dieted, they lost five pounds in the first week. Right. And I'm like, remind them, okay, well, here we are now, right. That didn't work. Um, and so just the, that like slow, sustainable weight loss is really helpful. And then focusing on those other things, like Hey, you have way more energy. You told me when we started the program, your average energy is a two out of 10. And now I had a client who ended who was a nine out of 10 every single day. Like, that's awesome. That's amazing, right? That you have more energy to go out throughout your day like that. And so I think it's focusing on things more than just weight uh, and then really breaking that all or nothing cycle because that's what so many people are in. That's what I was in myself. That's what so many clients are in, right? And so going back to what I was saying before, like this is not one day, one meal, one thing is not ruining anything, right? We're looking at the average for the week, which is then an average for a month, which is an average for a year, right? It's these, how are we making these uh, changes that are going to add up over time? 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying like, really just, uh, first of all, like thinking about like your life as a whole, like, you know, do those like fast results, get you to these other like reasons you wanted to lose weight. If you want to like be more healthy with your kids, like, is that getting you there? Is it, if it, like, if you want to have more energy, are these like, where are these other means getting you there? Likely not. And so now thinking about like, yeah, you might have slower weight loss now, but like you are getting like so much more is what I feel like I hear you saying. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. I totally agree with all of that. Um, but I think this kind of concludes our interview. So Catherine, where can people find you if they want to follow you and just like get any more information or get to know you any other way? Um, do you have any other platforms that you'd recommend they follow you at? Yes. I, um, sometimes post on my food blog called dinner made simple, um, on Instagram. So you can follow me on there. I do post for what I ate Wednesday, like Isla does too, which is so fun. So you can definitely find me there every Wednesday and periodically when I have time and energy to post some recipes, there'll be some good. Otherwise you can definitely scroll back. There's lots of good content on there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You can sign up to work with Catherine. You can sign up for a discovery call um, and we can kind of connect you with her that way. But thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. Thanks for having me, Isla. So good chatting. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.